Stephanie, just keep it down. Okay, I'll try it. I have a Twitter love. This is Andy's crush. This is this is a non... Yeah, no, it's okay. Okay, we're going to see a cat fight here in a minute. It's going to be amazing. There's love to share. There's love to share. Sorry about this, Celine, when you when you hear this later. I was going to say, is he going to hear this? All right, and welcome everybody to another episode of EM Over Easy. We again are here in good old Denver, Colorado for ACOP 2017 with three previous guests now on the podcast. Previous. I've done one, now I'm previous. Yes. Yeah, you've be, <laughs> been there, done been. that. You even have the t-shirt. I yeah. even have the to t-shirt to prove. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And we are here with uh, John Casey. Hello. John, how are you? KK Moody, one of our favorite guests of all time. Not well, to hello. Thank you. displeasure anybody else here on the, on the podcast. And then Stephanie Davis joining us again. I actually picked the two of you specifically for this episode, and we can kind of go into why. Yeah, he was not pointing at me at that moment, just to, for the people that couldn't see. <laughs> I've known he John. had three fingers going out there. He yeah, was pointing three guests. Three. I picked two of you. Is it because we both uh, had cattle? Is this, is this what it's the about cows? Is? That was not something I knew until today, though. So that was. Yeah. The, oh. I, I never knew you had cows before today, yeah, Stephanie. So yeah. I have cows because everybody has cows, right? Don't I they? eat cows. Happiness. They are more of. cows. That's right. More cows. It's buttercup. Buttercup. Butterbell. Butter Butterbell. Butterbell. That's Butterbell. Butterbell. That's right. She has lots of names. They That's sometimes right. they call her Dinner She's Bell. famous. They I think she's kind of your like mascot for. So I picked you two specifically because I, I don't want to get emotional, but you are two women in emergency medicine that I deeply respect for Thank multiple you. multitudes of reasons. So sweet. It does help that you guys are both DOs and being a DO, you know, shout out I'm to biased that way too. DOs rock. DO love. <laughs> but you guys have really shown the ability to balance your life between being a mom and a doc and a wife and being advocates for your profession and advocates for our specialty. So I wanted to kind of bring you guys on and really talk about that because I feel like in so much of what we do today, like we talk about balance, we talk about all these things that I think that are great words, but not many people actually live them. And I feel that the two of you are two great examples of women that just rock it and do a great job at it. And, are, and truly awe-inspiring for me as a husband to make sure that my wife can have that kind of impact in her personal life with the that's people humbling. she interacts with. <laughs> not, really not, 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 not to get your heads too big before no, we get started. No, that's humbling. That doesn't make my head big. That's humbling. So when we talk really about is. balance, what comes to mind for you guys? Just, the, just the term. What barn time. For me, it's barn time. Hunting yeah. time. Hunting time. Kid time. Kid time. Those and, would be my top two. And when did, I mean, I feel like there's a time where you have to decide that that's it. When was that for you guys? Because, you know, you guys were both moms in med school, both moms when this all got started. How did, when did you guys make that decision, and how hard was it? Because I feel like it was probably not an easy thing to do. Seven years ago. Like, sat down with my husband and said, I don't know who I am. I am losing myself in this definition of being, I'm trying to be the doctor, I'm trying to be the mom, I'm trying to be the good member at church. I can't do all these things, and I need to figure out who I am, and I'm like, I have to stop. I'm done trying to be who everybody else wants me to be, and I'm going to be me. And I said, you can, I kind of said you can do it with or without me. It was not a threat of a divorce. It was literally just a, I need to make some changes in my life. And uh, I said, I want to go out and shoot and gut a deer <laughs> just to say I did. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And it evolved into this whole other side of me that I didn't realize I really enjoyed, which was hunting and the outdoors. And then we bought a farm and then we had cattle and then... I found who I was and how to keep a balance between otherwise as a physician I think you get absorbed by everything that you can say yes to and get involved with and when I found out there was another side of my personality and my my person besides just being a physician then I had life balance that's fantastic okay for you so I grew up on a farm 
and that was something that I could not wait to get away from. I didn't want to be hot. I didn't want to drive a tractor anymore. I didn't want to be dirty. I was sick of having mud on my car and on the back of my jeans and on my floors, and I, I hated having to work so much. My dad would put me on a tractor and say, you know, five-year-old child, go, go, go follow that hay, and, and I would. Um, how do I stop? Don't worry about stopping. I'll come and jump on the tractor and stop you. You don't need to know where the brakes are. I mean, this is, as a five-year-old child, I, we, there were five kids in my family, and so we were all workers on the farm. And so that's what I grew up with, and I wanted to get away from it because I felt like there had to be more and there is more, and I was so excited to sort of go further and further and further and further, and then I just kept going on and on and on because I loved that the whole educational process. It just caught my brain on fire, and I love that I get to practice medicine every single day, but after going through residency, everybody gets beat up in residency, um, but I was an older resident, so I may have gotten beat up just a little bit more because I was 42 with five kids going through residency. And I was living in a tiny little two-bedroom apartment. Only two of the children lived there. The others were already grown and gone by that time because I was older, and so I had three grown sons that were gone, but two little babies, a two-year-old and a four-year-old when I started residency. So I was this farm kid who grew up on a place where I could just, every direction that I looked was open space and cattle <laughs> and horses. And then I was crammed into the city. And um, I realized that I wasn't really a city person. I had lived in the city for years and loved it initially as a young person because there's so many things to do, so much, so much, so much. And I loved it, loved the, loved the whole rat race. But then going through residency, I figured out that I really needed some open space again. So when I got out of residency, fortunately my husband was in agreement. He was, uh, he's an ER physician as well, and he was in agreement that he would be okay with having a farm. And we bought 33 acres in Tennessee. And um, every moment of the daytime, I would just go to the barn. And every moment that I could, could get away from work or anything, the kids and I would just go and sit outside by the creek. And I was able to do a lot of my administrative tasks at the barn because right out of residency, I took a position as, as, um, as a medical director of an of a ER. And um, I was able to use the barn as my office. office. So <laughs> all great. of my emails were done petting the horses and watching the chickens. And That's awesome. Yeah. Creating... EM talks. <laughs> That'll happen at the barn. Yeah, so that's that's my space. I love it. Very good. It's pretty impressive. So, um, uh, you know, actually, I didn't, I, I did not know in uh, the personal history of Kay, I did not know that you were uh, um, an older resident. I, I had a career before uh, as well. So I kind of shared that experience with you. I think one thing that um, that I have found, and I kind of want to see what your what your take on this idea is. For me, the ability to find balance actually began with the power of the word no. Um, and I'd like to get what your t- you know everybody kind of has their own definition of what that is, and it's it's not declining everything, but I'd like to see is is that a powerful word? Do you use it a lot in your in your life to help with balance and? And if you do, could maybe you help reinforce to maybe some of our listeners that, that it's an okay word. It's not a, it's not a dirty word. Yeah. I, I think that was one of the hardest words that I learned to say. And not just telling a patient, no, I won't write the script or no, you can't or no, but literally looking at someone and saying, no, I can't do that. 
and not having to give an explanation for why. I don't have to tell you why no. Right. I can just say no because yeah. I know that I want to go upstairs and call my kids in between conference. No, I can't have that meeting. No, I can't do that extra thing. Um, then when I do say yes, you have 110% of me, and you don't just get, I don't just have to do it. Right. I think that's one of the most powerful words I've learned yeah. to use. And I like your concept of that, that freeing no, because a lot of times no really isn't no. If it's no and it always has to have a tagline, Yes. no, I would really be honored to, no, I would love to. No, I would no but. Isn't. Right, behold the underlying truth. Right. That's what but stands for. Ignore everything I just said. Right. Now, now listen. Right. Um, good. Okay, Kay, what are you... So I agree that saying no to one thing means saying yes to another thing. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's so crucially important for us as parents, especially and as physicians and as mothers and as people who have other things besides medicine that we are needing to take care of, say no to a meeting or a lecture or anything says that I can say yes to my child. Like mm -hmm, you said, mm -hmm. yes, I can come to your school or yes, I can do that extra thing with you. I can help you with your math. Um, so I, I think no is so, so important and it's, it's underutilized. And I'm finding recently that I, I'm getting asked more frequently that it really surprises me that people are asking me to come and lecture and I love it so much. That's part of my wellness. I absolutely love lecturing. It's so much fun, but I'm starting to rethink how I'm going to be able to do that because I'm leaving my husband home a lot. And saying yes to the lectures means that I'm saying no to him, mm -hmm. spending time with him. I'm bringing the kids with me. I've homeschooled them on purpose this year so that they can travel with me. But then I forgot that I'm leaving him home every time. And so each time I leave, he's working. He's working the night shifts. He's taking care of the horses. He's taking care of the dogs. He's taking care of everything at home. And so I said no to him accidentally by saying yes to all these lectures. Yeah. So I'm starting to try to think of creative ways that I don't have to say no to either. So I, I've got some ideas up my sleeve. That um, elusive third option as yes. we talk about. <laughs> yes. Presented with two choices. A I creative choose way. the third option. Right, exactly. It's amazing. So I'm planning to start to utilize the, the um, social media and the tools that we have. I'm going to buy a three-dimensional camera. And when I do my lectures, instead of getting on a plane and spending an entire day traveling there, an entire day traveling back, I'm going to go out in the woods or to the barn with my husband. And I'm going to carry this 3D camera. And I'm going to do that. If I'm going to lecture on wellness, you I should need be doing it. Yeah. To, to be being wellness. well. Yeah. I don't need to be yeah. in the airport. Yeah. It's not very well to be in an week. airport in a crappy hotel no. in a town that's not yours. And yeah. yeah. No, no, I so that's, that. I'm going to make some changes and I'm going to say no a little more, but yes in a different way. Yeah. Very nice. nice. So, I mean, these are two awesome examples. Uh, this has gone in a way that I wasn't even planning. So uh, this, is, this is awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm actually a little off. Um, always the case? I'm a, I'm a little <laughs> off my right. game because I had some questions that you guys answered that I don't need to answer anymore or question anymore. Um, when you just, so Stephanie, let's go back. So when you went, did this to your husband, you know, you talked about how you <laughs> did this to your it's husband. It's cruel and unusual <laughs> punishment. Cruel you won't do this with me or else. The <laughs> ultimatum is laid. Choose. Uh, uh, I can only imagine it, it probably wasn't his initial thought of what was going to happen. Maybe you guys had a conversation and maybe the stuff that was thinking you're going to talk about. How did that go? Was it initially 100% support or was it a whole change of? 
Oh, no. So you have to understand, my husband and I have been together since we were in high school. Yeah, so you guys this, are high school sweethearts, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so this was a 110% I'm behind you. We do this together. This is not my career. This is our career. Um, because when we talked about getting married, he knew I was going to go to med school. And so, um, no, he was, it was definitely a, an us conversation. We're doing this. This is changes that we're making. Um, and it's simple, stupid things that you don't think about as a physician of, well, I have to betray this image. I have to play golf, drink wine, and dress nice and fancy, you know? No, no, no. I don't no. do any of those things, so. No, 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 no. <laughs> but, but, there, but there is a persona. I know. There's a persona I, I get it. No, that everybody thinks and you think no, you're trying to keep up with this. Let's change that persona. <laughs> so I'm like, I can hunt and hike and have cattle, and I don't have to. I can wear camo and it be okay. <laughs> Kicking see, that's what I'm talking about. I'm like, where's boots. my boots there at home? Look at my very demure <laughs> sneakers. Very uncolored. And KK, I've never met your husband, but I've heard rumors of your husband from when he was at Einstein. Um, and he's got to be he's a great guy. Yeah, he's kind he's of legendary. He's yeah, legendary. Yeah. He is. Yeah, he's amazing. He's the smartest man in the universe. No offense to all the other men, but no, no, yeah, no. He's, he's legendary. So I wanted to touch on the word balance. So I, I really struggle with that word. You know, how many hours a month do we all work? I, I think if I was added up, I work Four. clinically and non-clinically about 160 hours a month. And there's no 160 hours a month where I can do equivalent stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so how have you found that you take the hours that you have left over to enrich your life enough to where you feel balanced with your clinical work? Because I feel like that's, that's, that's a young uh, resident, that's a young emergency medicine physician trying to get their niche, is how do you take the time that you have left over and make that equivalent to the time? Because you have to work. Yeah. You have to pay off your loans. You have to work enough to be clinically competent. How, do, how, how did you guys go about doing that? I think I do two things. I disconnect from digital everything. The phone gets turned off. It gets put away. Um, even to the point like when we will go to the backwoods of Maine and I don't even have internet, you can't smoke signal me and get a hold of me. Best 10 days of my year ever. Um, but when I come home in the evening, I disconnect. And that is, I touch base, I make sure everything's okay, that goes off, and my kids and my husband get my undivided attention. Mm -hmm. And that's hard to do, because you're still kind of in that mindset, oh, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this. Um, I keep a lot of my work that I have to do at work. Like, I never come home and log in remotely and do documentation, ever. Everything gets done at work. I'm a medical director for, like, seven different ambulance services. I do all that when I'm working a shift, because I want my kids, when I'm at home, Mom's at home. Mom's not at home doing work. So, in the same though, same way with the charting. I don't yeah. do my charting at home. Yeah, I don't either. That was yeah. one of the things I did real early yeah. was yeah. this is not coming home with me. No. Yeah. yeah, because I had to in residency. I mean, there were no days off in residency. It was just non-clinical days, and they were filled with logs and logs of logs and logs of logs of logs. <laughs> I feel like and if I charts and I feel like if I bring the charting home with yeah. me, I take. I take all of that outside those doors of that yeah. ER, and then I bring all of that that weight of the day home yeah. with me. It, yeah. com- it comes into you. I mean, you know, we forget, but but like those things are palpable things. They yes. enter in your house, mm-hmm. and they bring all of that energy with them, mm-hmm. because what it does is that screen changes you. You're you're in work mode now. You're being efficient. You're being clinical, yeah. and mm-hmm. and you know the same thing they always talk about when you're when your kid walks in what happens to your face. You know, if you're, if you're neck deep in doing charts, your face doesn't light yeah. up mm-hmm. because they're not the center of your universe anymore. It's now these charts. And Well, now, and have you noticed, like, my kids can sense when I've had a bad day. Mm. I mean, they just, my son is so perceptive. I'll walk in and he'll go, yeah. you look like you need a hug, Mommy. Aww. And he will, br- I mean, he will bring me to tears because I'm like, how did, yes, buddy, it was a bad day. How'd you know? Like, <laughs> he's very perceptive that way. Residents they, they are that tell. way too. Have you noticed that? 
residents perceive. They they think I look like Lord Vader some days when I come in, but they never <laughs> offer me a hug. They usually offer Aww, me a donut. John, you do look like hug. Lord Vader sometimes. Some, some days that I <laughs> multiple shifts as a resident where it was like. John is Darth Vader today. That says, I yeah. need a hug. It's about, it's, it was force <laughs> balance. I'm going to send That's my son over to it was, force it was force balance. It really was life balance. Yeah. Someone was being way too good somewhere. I just had to balance it out. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you guys keep it going? I guess that's the next. So we talked about when you made the decision, how you figure out a way to balance, the, not balance time, but find balance in your activities to make it feel the same. How do you, I mean, you guys are both very dynamic women who get asked to do a ton of things. I know KK has figured out a way she's going to live stream from, from the woods. That's what I can do. Live stream through the woods. If yeah. you were to give advice to somebody, you know, because you guys are at that next level. I, oh, there's, there's just thought of the name. Oh. Streaming by the stream. <gasps> I like it. <gasps> Sorry. Thought. There it was. <gasps> just, I like it. He did uh, it again. John yeah. is, in, he is in naming <laughs> mode today. <laughs> streaming by the stream. But what's the, if you were to give somebody advice on how to get to the next level, wherever they're at, what, what would that be? With the life balance, how to get mm-hmm. to the next yeah. level? I feel like it's this constant evolution. So I will get into too many things, and then I realize, like, I have no time. My husband's complaining. He never sees me. I need to cut back, and I'll cut a couple things out. I'll actually cut too much out. So I'll start saying no too much, and then I'm sitting around bored. (laughs) Probably not most people's definition of bored. And then I'll go, oh, i got to do more things. And then I'll jump into a bunch of different stuff, and I do that for a while. And so it's not... Always, it's not always an equal balance. I feel like there's just kind of this evolution of sometimes I'm doing a lot, sometimes I'm doing a little, and figuring out how much is too much, if that makes sense. No, it makes complete sense. Complete yeah. sense. It's like when someone says, hey, we're going to volunteer for this, and I'm like, no, you're not. No. Not happening. You don't like, no. to, be, you don't like to be voluntold? You can voluntold me. I can also still say no. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's better at that word than I am. I think I'm somehow... I need to practice that word a little bit more because instead of saying no, sometimes I try to find other ways to make it happen anyway. And I really think I need more lessons from you. Do you know who I started with? I started with patience. And it's really bad. But I was like, why am I giving explanations? I don't have to give explanations. So I tested it and I would just walk in the room and go, they would say, can I have it? I'm like, no. No. And you'd be surprised. And then you pause and you give that awkward silence moment and then they just look at you and then they just. Oh, and okay. Doesn't, and doesn't it surprise you? In your in your head, you write a story. It stops all arguments. Yeah. And There's ahead, no argument. Yes. I'm so surprised yeah. because I always sit down. Right. Yeah. If you explain, right. then it's a discussion, then yeah. it's an argument. Right. So in your head, same. though, you write this script that yeah. I'm going to say no, and then they're going to say, and then I'm going to say, and then they're going to say, and then the first time you do it, you say no, and they don't say anything. Yeah. Oh, okay. What do you say back to that? You can't say anything back it's to that. Nothing. It's not. It is. It that was where I started with was was actually um, w- was with patients and and friends that were very tolerant. Um, just simple things like, can you go out to dinner? Yep. No. No. And, and, and it's and you know it's even hard now not to go like no I, I want to go next to it right you yeah. want to but just no. And but your friends will understand as your patients will understand. I love that. Yeah. I'm gonna practice that. Yeah, I struggle with no. <laughs> You're getting better. I am getting better. You are yeah. getting better. My you seven-year-old should... daughter will probably get whatever she wants yeah. ever because <laughs> yeah. she's the only girl in the home. And That's I'm like, the other place to practice the kids. No. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah I'm, I'm pretty good with no with the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Animals, no. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. So I feel like we need to do a, a part two of this maybe in a, a couple months because I feel like I have to go home and do some homework and see if I can try some of these things to see how they work. But... Again, I want to thank you guys for coming on the show. I, again, I meant that when I said at the beginning, you are two awe-inspiring people for me to look up to. 
Um, it's been, you know, I've known Stephanie. She didn't know I knew her before, but I've known Stephanie since I was a first-year medical student watching her at the college. Wow. And she's been awesome to kind of follow I, over the last year. You were back there just sitting in the wait yep. background. I've been in the weeds. Yeah. I've been around a long time. <laughs> um, right. but, but two very dynamic women in, in the field of emergency medicine that Thank I you. think have found that balance, yeah. um, which Thank I think you. is really, really hard for people to find. So, again, thanks for coming on the show. John, as always, thanks for being yeah, my co-host. Thanks for having me. The same thing. You guys are, are uh, you know, I'm one of your fans, but but you've got many. I mean, we just profess our love, but but no, other no, people I out there. Fans. Did you I didn't but, know? Yeah, I had fans. Absolutely not. It but, cracks uh, me. Yeah, Someone says got, that. It's just not true. Fans. I'm just a barn kid. Yeah, just good. a barn kid. Can I, be, I? Barn kid sounds like a good. That's not yeah. a bad just job. Just a little girl from yeah. Missouri. Not a bad right? job. Like, yeah. You guys are awesome. Thank you. You're doing yes, wonderful work. Love this. We appreciate it. So for those that are listening, don't forget to follow us on all of our social media pages and subscribe to us on iTunes. And until next time, guys. Thanks so much. Hey everybody. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook and subscribe to us on SoundCloud through the iTunes store and now on Stitcher and Google Play. Until next time, guys.